This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to this episode 34 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as... 34! (laughs) Joining me as George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo. Hey, everybody. We are ready to kick it off again with another slate of interesting topics. But the first thing I want to do, we talk about it briefly all the time, but it doesn't happen often enough for my taste. We got another great iTunes review. Wow. One of our listeners took the time out of their busy day to hop on to iTunes, click on that five stars, and this time it was Utah Film Nerd. Nice, okay. Utah Film Nerd writes, uh, the topic of the review is audio and editing, which uh, I hope that means it's good. We'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did get five stars, so I think we're okay. It depends yeah, on which so, part of the scale five stars falls on, right? right. That Spoiler could be the alert. worst. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's five out of ten, then we know. <laughs> Utah Film Nerd then says, it's refreshing to find such a well-produced pod. I love these dudes. They are hilarious. Ooh. He must be talking about me. <laughs> I, they, no, they got to be in love with me. What do you mean you? <laughs> the episodes are concise, interesting, funny, and radio-worthy. Great show. Radio-worthy? Oh, wow. I love that nice. last part. Radio-worthy. Awesome. Utah film nerd, man, thank you so much for taking the time oh, yeah, to absolutely. drop us an iTunes wow. review. Especially that iTunes app to get on that thing and do a review is a pain in the butt anyway. Oh, I know. It's not a pleasant experience. It's not. That is <laughs> and the- most people don't even use iTunes to hear podcasts anymore, so yeah, yeah, it's extra effort. But like it or not, iTunes is the clearinghouse for reviews. If you're on there, because so many other aggregators, they pull all of their stats from right. iTunes because they built the infrastructure so why not so uh, fourth listener if you have not yet gone to itunes leave us a review and you want us to read your glowing prose here on the show we sure would appreciate it if you did do just what utah film nerd did that would be awesome Woo-hoo. yeah absolutely wow thanks again wow so with that i say we get into the show sounds good isn't that too kind of taste Could you use a helping hand on your next electronics project? Quad Hands is the ultimate third hand helping hands vice and hobby station. The first thing you'll notice is how heavy a quad hands is. It's made from solid steel and then coated with a baked on powder coat for a durable finish. And the rubber feet are going to keep it from sliding on your bench and give you a nice sturdy work surface. Those flexible all metal gooseneck arms feature rotating alligator clips to hold your boards and wires firmly in place. And removable silicone covers come pre-installed on those clips to protect those delicate wires and boards. And those arms can be put anywhere you need them, no fumbling around with awkward joints that are difficult to position. The quad hands was designed to help you do your best work 
work. It's built to last right here in the USA and backed by a lifetime guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order yours today from Amazon or quadhands.com. Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners can save 20%. Just use offer code GENXUP20, that's G-E-N-X-U-P-2-0. For your next project, let a quad hands hold what your hands create. Let's kick off the media segment of our show then, talking about the uh, movies and TV shows and music and things that we're enjoying. I know I have something that I would like to talk about very briefly. Oh, so we're going to talk about like when the next episode of MASH is going to come on TV? Because there's nothing else to talk about for you no, about you stuff better. you like. You know no, better. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no George, really you should nothing. be thrilled. No. You should be absolutely thrilled. This is likely the last time I will talk about Ralph Breaks the Internet. Rick and oh, Ralph okay. calling shenanigans on that. Yeah, because you know he's going to talk about it more. Yeah. On the day this podcast drops, it will have been released to the general public. Oh, the, oh yeah, for the commoners to watch now, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean by that, Mo? You know, for all the little people can now go watch this movie. Right. The jet set has already gotten to fly across the country to go watch this thing. Oh, my God. I'll Not never live this down. Just hop but on that's a jet okay. and fly first class to Los Angeles and watch Did it Did he there. go first class? Was that first I'm sure class? He did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did. You jerk. What George and Mo are talking about <laughs> is that thanks to our affiliation with Geeks Worldwide, I got the opportunity to see an early screening of Ralph Breaks the Internet almost two weeks ahead of time. But in order to do it, I had to fly all the way from the East Coast to Hollywood, California, took my daughter with me, and we saw it on the 10th of November. So that countdown I was doing for months and months was worthless because I saw it like 10 <laughs> days ahead of time. <laughs> But it, it, it was great. I'm not going to talk about it review because I know no one has seen it by the time they listen to this show. I know that neither oh, of you yeah, guys have seen it. Folk. The, yeah. the, 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 the commoners, folk. the little people. The, the, the little, little people. people. Wow. <laughs> I did do a review both on our website and our YouTube channel. It is a great film. I think everyone is going to enjoy it. If you had anything to enjoy in the first one, man, I, I can't wait for you guys to see it. I have a feeling that's going to be what you want to talk about the next time we have a podcast. It'll be you, I'm just not going to watch it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> just as <laughs> yeah, just like, nope, not going to watch it. Nope. <sighs> it's it's worth the wait, though. I, I'm so, so pleased with it. So, And I have plans to go see it again. I'm going down to Disney. I'm on my Wreck-It Ralph vacation right now. You're going to go a... see it at Disney? Oh, yeah. Yeah, going to okay. well, that's, where all the, that's where all the best toys and things are. That's like the guy who wears the T-shirt of the rock band when he goes to their concert. <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to wear my Wreck-It Ralph shirt while I'm in I know, Disney. and you're going to wear your Wreck-It Ralph shirt. Of course you are. Oh, anyway, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So, okay, moving on. I'll leave it at that. Well, maybe we'll talk some more the next show. But George, what have you been watching? Hope you have something more, a little more depressing to bring us down. A know, little, well. Even us out a little bit here. You know, it's me. So, of course, I'll. Okay, so <laughs> we're just going to talk about this silly little movie. What have you been watching, Eeyore? <laughs> <laughs> I found this movie that I hadn't heard of before, but it came out this year. It's called Patient Zero. Have either one of you guys heard of this one? No, no but it does sound upbeat. It, it is. It's super <laughs> upbeat. World apocalypse. Humans Figures, get yeah. infected, of course, and yeah. it's moderately zombie, but it's when the people get infected, they have a rage virus type of reaction to it. But they also, they seem to develop a language Duh. that's separate from normal human the speech. The infected zombie people do. The infected zombie people. Uh. So not just mindless guys. Not just mindless guys. The main character is in one of the last bastions of human civilization in a bunker underground nuclear silo kind of place. And he's been bitten, but he wasn't turned. They're using his blood to try and figure out why, yeah. why him and all that kind of stuff. But because he was bitten but didn't turn, he can speak their language. Ooh. So they capture these infected people 
and then bring them up for him to interrogate them. And he does different tricks, like apparently playing music drives them insane. So they just lose their minds. It's like they're tortured. <laughs> Does it depend on the music type or? No, it's like he picks all these random. He and his uh, wife, before the whole apocalypse thing happened, they owned a record store. And oh. so he has all these 33 and a third albums that he picks out and he's like, we're going to name this guy James Brown. And he starts playing a James Brown a 33 and a third kind of thing. And they're trying to track everybody down to patient zero, whoever the first person was that exhibited the disease so that they can try and come up with a cure. Pretty good movie. It's a different take on the whole zombie infected thing. About the middle part of the movie, one of the guys that gets captured, which is uh, if I remember right, it was Stanley Tucci. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. He gets captured. He doesn't like the torturing music doesn't bother him. And you can tell that he's kind of more intelligent than the other ones are. And when he's talking back and forth with the guy who can speak the zombie language, turns out that the zombies are not only do they have speech, but they have planning capabilities. So this whole thing about he let himself get captured and it just goes on from there. How do they deal with the zombie language? I mean, so is it subtitled or is it like Klingon? Once they start talking <laughs> for a little while, they switch to English or? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly you, that. You Klingon, if somebody's yeah. talking to Star Trek, they go click, clock, she fuck, clock. And then after a while, they switch to English when you accept that they're speaking Klingon. How do they do it in this patient zero? They zoom in on the person's mouth real close up. And then as they start to pull back, they switch to English. Oh, I'm right. October. Okay. So you accept that we're speaking a different language as just yeah. in the world of cinema. It's a mechanism. Okay. Just exactly. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it was all captured. That's why I asked. Most of the time, those apocalyptic movies, it's always humans are the most dangerous thing to other humans. But in this case, nope. It's the nope. zombies are the pure threat. They keep it there the whole time. That's what I found refreshing. Mm, okay. Right, check that one out. I've got something that you might want to check out as well, Mo, uh, that I picked up on. I'll call it a series. Maybe it's a series of movies. It definitely is a television series, but it's on Hulu. There's a new series called Into the Dark. Huh. The deal with Into the Dark that is pretty interesting in, in this world of binge TV watching that we all do where, you know, Netflix will drop 10, 12 episodes and you can dig through. Yeah. Them. This is an anthology movie series. OK. Into the Dark drops a single one and a half or two hour movie once a month. That's an odd schedule. They're not connected in any way. It's an anthology. Okay. On the first of the month, the movie they drop is based on the predominant holiday of that month. Interesting. What? Okay, so like there's a movie about Christmas, there's a movie about Thanksgiving, it was a holiday. there's exactly, a movie exactly about right. Arbor Day. Yeah, that's what I was going to be like, what are you know, the, the slow yeah, months. So they're incredibly well done, I'll say. So the first, there's been two so far. The first one was October, and it was, of course, about Halloween. Makes sense. And All it was right. about a, a hitman who has killed a guy. He's trying to dispose of a body. He's dragging the body down the street. Somebody comes out and sees him and thinks it's an amazing prop and invites him to a Halloween party. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That sounds clever. And he needs to get off the street, so he accepts it. And people are like, man, what an awesome prop you have there. Hey, nice touch with the blood on the side of your face. And he's like, oh, do I have blood on the side of my face? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And then the second one came out in November. It's about a girl whose mother passed away and she has agoraphobia. She can't leave the house. She's afraid of open spaces. And shit's going down at her house and she needs to leave, but psychologically can't. Okay. So she's basically, she's trapped herself, if you will. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, obviously Christmas, I would expect. And, you know, January, I don't know. I mean. President's Day. Yeah. When's Groundhog Day coming? And that'll come (laughs) along. But they're doing one every month and it's kind of 
centered around that holiday. Okay. The nice thing about it is it, you don't have to binge it. You can't binge it. Right, because it's just one per month, I guess. They're standalone movies. Yeah. Do they say how long it's going to go on for? Or Well, I would expect it's going to be, you know, it'll probably be 12 at yeah. least if it continues to go. They're not what you would expect from like a little Hulu knockoff thing. It feels like a motion picture. Incredibly high quality. Okay. So wow. You should nice. check out it. I got two things to check out yep. then. Okay. And it's funny that you mentioned Hulu because that's actually something I wanted to bring yeah. up too. It's All a right. show called Origin on Hulu. Have you either of you guys heard of this one? Hmm. No. no. It's a best way of describing it is if you took like Alien with the thing with Lost in Space with and just sort of melded all these different tropes together. They basically tried to create a show that had like all of them. What? <laughs> it's like all their origin stories or <laughs> they've already done that in the movies. That's pretty much the only. Yeah, actually, you mentioned it. That is where the title comes from. But basically, these people on this colony ship going to another star system. They wake up. And they're the only ones on the ship, like these eight or nine people. Oh, like, uh, what was that? Pandorum? Pandorum, I think. Yeah. Okay, the one with Pandorum yeah. Dennis too. It sounds like this has been done before. Every single thing in this movie has been done in separate movies, but just never at one time. <laughs> <laughs> match them up. <laughs> I mean, literally, everything. Right idea is just grab a script from this one and a line from that one and throw it all together in a pot. There's an alien, and the alien can impersonate somebody, so now they're not sure which one is the alien. I mean, it, it literally combines... Every single one. So of we these got the thing. Things. Great, we got Pandorum. Yeah, Pandorum. You got the thing. <laughs> and now I have to admit, though, even though it's all these different things, they don't. It's not a horrible show. It's actually a pretty decent show. But it's hard not to like say, like, oh, geez, they stole that from there. Oh, geez, I know that's uh -huh. from. But if you kind of get past it, it's actually not a bad show. You know, it's one of the ones they dropped all ten episodes right off the bat. Okay, you know, they're yeah. pretty easy to watch. I mean, you know, they're so you do have to binge this. So one. yeah, you know, well, or you can binge, you can this, binge one. this one. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't give it origin. I would say like for originality, no pun intended, is going to get like a one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. But from a story timeline, I'd say okay, maybe it's like three and a half tokens somewhere around there. All right. Oh, okay. So out of our token scale, so like out of yeah. five. Because three and a half tokens out of ten, I was like, well, why are you telling me oh, about yeah, yeah. this? No, three and a half out Everything's of five. Based so on tokens not not amazing, but not bad. <laughs> like, you're not going to feel like you wasted your time if you watched it. That's a ringing endorsement. Well, it's kind of hard. <laughs> you're not going to feel bad. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's feel not like, a total waste of your I mean, time. It a bad, it's not a bad show at all. It's just like, I can't give it more than that. <laughs> George, have you got anything else you're watching? Yeah, I got a couple of. Okay. One that I did pick up on, though, because one of our listeners, Hambone, sent me an email and he suggested a couple of TV shows that I watched. The first one that I watched, I ended up watching all the way through because they were like little 20 minute episodes so real bite sized yeah. kind of things it was an animated thing called the hollow huh okay like sleepy hollow kind of hollow or no no not at all these three animated teenage kids wake up in this underground cement room have no idea how they got there don't have any memories don't know their own names even they're trying to figure out what's going on and everything all of a sudden gas starts to fill up in the room and they're like oh wait there's a typewriter over there and the girl starts to figure out, oh, if I press a key, a brick on the wall slides out. And so they're like, well, maybe it's like a puzzle and we have to type in the right word because the bricks sliding out on the wall will help us get up to that vent that's up in the top of the room. So it's like the ultimate escape room uh, or you know, Like an escape room kind of experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get out of the room and then they're in the middle of the woods and they have no idea where they're at. Jeez. <laughs> oh, and so this is a this is an animated series then? It's an animated series. Yeah, it's like All 10 right. episodes, maybe 12, something like that. It was really good. A lot of fun. And the ending of it had a really nice little twist. Like you kind of figure out the place they're in might be an alternate universe kind of thing because weird mm -hmm. stuff starts happening. Okay. Like they meet the 
four horsemen of the apocalypse at one point. What the hell? And, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, you like acid trip? Or? Well, death is like really upset because his horse is dying. And so the girl <laughs> apparently can talk to animals. So she figures out how to save the horse and then death wants to bake them scones. That's the kind of show <laughs> All right. this thing is. It's the kind of kooky that uh, I might enjoy. All right. And the twist at the end, real, I was like, holy crap, I hope they do another season. Mm, I don't know how right. they will. What a twist. Because now you've already given away, but. All right. And you said you had another one. I did. Two nights ago, Room 104 started dropping episodes. Again? That survived? I know, right? We first talked about Room 104 on the very first episode of this back in August of 2017. Wow. Really? The first episode? Wow. Yeah. We talked about it a couple of more times and finally you guys kind of said, yeah, I've tuned out. It stopped being interesting. But so now you're watching a new season? Well, yeah, it popped up on my public domain radar and I was <laughs> like, well, it's there. I guess I might as well watch it. First episode was basically an extension of the end of the first season. It was like, eh, okay, I see what's happening here in the first five minutes. I know what's going to go on. Okay. And it's exactly what you think. There's no like twist. There's no nothing that surprises you. Second episode has Rain Wilson okay. as the mm-hmm. star. Okay. Yep. So they've started picking up on more bigger names for the guest stars in this one. I mean, they had some in the first one and man, this one really has a nice twist at the end. So it was really well done. And I just watched episode three, which starred Michael Shannon. Now I want to ask, does Room 104 still have the same conceit where this is a single hotel room yep. and these episodes happen inside of the same room over and over and over and you never go outside. I mean, that was Correct. The, kind of the first yep, season. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's still inside room 104. It's the exact same room, the exact same layout. Now I gave up on the first season because we kind of, we kind of all had it came to a consensus. That they were getting kind of mad. I wasn't going to watch it, but I was like, well, I've got like 10 other movies, but I don't feel like watching a whole movie. Let me watch episode number two. It's only 20 something minutes. And, and I watched episode yeah. number two and okay. I was like, okay, this is better. It's one of those things where, okay, it's there. If I have nothing else that I want to watch right now, I'll probably keep watching it, but I'm not sold on it still. You know, in hindsight, the thing I most liked about Room 104 the first season, I think really was that it was a place they could be very experimental. They did some weird, oh, kooky some very, stuff. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it hit and sometimes it missed, <laughs> but it was a cool platform. Yeah. Say, Here are the rules. You're in this room. Here's how it ha- you, know, you have to be locked into this space. What can you do in it? It was almost like a series of like one act plays, right? They yeah, certainly basically. were. Yeah. Well, maybe it's worth giving a second shot. Yeah, maybe. Or good old Room 104. All right, George. We'll see. Thanks for the <laughs> heads up. <laughs> do you have two pan pizzas for one low price? Oh, what do you see there? Two pan pizzas. Then we have two pan pizzas. I see. Thank you. At Little Caesars, you'll really see two pan pizzas. Pan pan. For one low price. Drawn and Paneled is a brand new comic book focused podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Hey, I'm George. And I'm Jason. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love. And we cover everything from the golden age to the modern age. If you're a comic book fan who enjoys going beyond the page to learn about the history and creators who bring the characters to life, we're for you. You can find Drawn and Paneled wherever you listen to podcasts or on our website at Gen X Grown Up. Com. Talk to you guys soon. All right, guys. So I don't have much when it comes to like tech and toys this week. It's been a been a slow couple weeks for me again. You know, I got some shirts, but who cares, right? <laughs> <laughs> the technology of shirts. Yeah, really. That, that's not very exciting. So I figure I'm hoping you two guys have something that I could like glom onto and live vicariously through you. <laughs> I do, actually. It's not a new toy. It's an old toy. And it's not one that we haven't talked about before. I think we've talked about this kind of a subject once or twice. Okay, so... 
doesn't sound very exciting. <laughs> it's more of just an anecdotal story, I would say, about okay. the toy. Okay. Intrigued. John got us all turned into the cube stuff. Rubik's oh, cube, the, cubes, the right? snakes, the yep, puzzle yep, cubes, yep. all the things, right? One of the ones that he taught you, Mo, how to solve, and then because you learned it, I was like really pissed, so I had to learn it, <laughs> was the pyraminx. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, the little triangle pyramid one. Yeah, three levels, pretty easy. Yeah, so I had one of those pyraminx that I bought in a little speed cube set off of Amazon a while back, and I've carried it with me to different little conventions since then, because we always leave them out on the tables. People seem to be intrigued by them. They come over, they talk to us, and then we get to mm-hmm. hook them. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a little convention, a small little toy and comic book fair, and I was there with Jason from Drawn and Paneled. You guys know Jason. Mm-hmm. We were sitting at tables next to each other, and there were also a couple other guys we knew here from Tallahassee that were sitting at a table next to us, and one of the gentlemen had his uh, teenage son there with him. And I went away to go to the restroom and I came back and I saw his teenage son was playing with a pyramix. And so I asked him, I said, oh, have you learned how to solve one of those before? He's like, no, I can solve one side, but I'm not really sure. And of course he had like the colors all on one face of the pyramix, but right. they weren't yep. lined up with the other faces. Yeah, so he yeah, had you're really not aligning for the, the other side. side. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Rookie mistake. <laughs> I talked to him a little bit about that. Some of the stuff that John had taught me. I showed him how to do the steps that John had taught Mo and I. He learned it like within five minutes. Yeah. And he was like so proud of himself. And I'm like, here's this 14, 15, 16 year old child who has locked on to something from our generation just out of pure happenstance. He saw it on my table, started playing around with it, and now he knows how to solve it. He was like, oh, thank you so much. And he went to hand it back to me. I'm like, nope, if you solve one of my cubes, it's yours. Oh, don't don't say that too much, man. I know, but I mean, it's like. I'm taking all your cubes. (laughs) You don't count. I don't count. I'm exempt. All right. I mean, what a nice thing to be able to share with a whole new generation. Look at George. Paid it forward. Well, it was just really fun. I really enjoyed that. And I decided that I think when we go to conventions, I'm probably going to bring one pyramix with me each time. And the first kid that listens and learns how to solve it from what we teach him, I'm just going to give it to him. Yeah. It's like a hidden contest. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you didn't even know it was a contest. (laughs) You're infecting the future with our kind of retro nostalgia fun. Yeah. I mean, you know. I'm all for it. (laughs) I guess in this case, I'm patient zero. You are patient zero. (laughs) And your language is solving the pyramids. That's right. (laughs) All right, John, that's what I've been doing this week. What about you? I have been, I haven't bought a piece of tech, but I've been heavy researching tech. Uh I've gotten the bug for researching buying a dash cam for my car. Early adopter. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Are you worried about the man pulling you over? And uh, yeah, I'm worried about worried about the popo going to pull me over. And <laughs> the popo. Did you just say the popo? I, I did. Yeah, that's not right. That just didn't even sound right at all. That's I just say the British the accent. <laughs> Certainly, I am concerned about being apprehended by the authorities. <laughs> but, but, but more importantly, I mean, I see on YouTube very often, I'll see these dash cam compilations. And what I'm most looking forward to having a dash cam, what I'm hoping is I see so many dumbass drivers oh, yeah. and people often, if they have a dash cam, they'll say, you won't believe this. You won't believe this. I want to document 
the dumbass drivers in my town. Are you going to start a new dash cam YouTube channel? Is that what I'm hearing? Don't tempt me. <laughs> I'm not tempting you. I'm asking because I'm scared that you're going to do that. You know, I, I found myself trying to explain either to a friend or to my wife or my daughter or someone I'm like, you won't believe what happened. He was coming this way and he was coming this way. It was a near miss. It and loses the translation, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I want to be able to say, look at this dumbass and just be able to have that. And, and by extension, <laughs> of course, having a dash cam, you can protect yourself if there's an accident. You can prove that, you know, who was in the right or who was in the wrong. So I've been researching dash cams. First, I want to ask, have either of you dabbled in the world of recordable dash cam technology? Not at all. No, I've I was barred by the Geneva Convention of 2007. <laughs> Except for me, yeah, it was just GoPro was like as close as I've ever gotten. It is a huge industry. The research so far has been overwhelming because you can get a dash cam anywhere from like 50 bucks to like 450 bucks. Ooh, wow. You can imagine. It's like a computer, right? It's like resolution, battery. What does a $450 dash cam do? Does it like fill your gas tank up once a week and <laughs> change the oil well, no, or so something? It, what that's the a hell, great question. Dude? I mean, first of all, what's a dash cam do? Records video, really. Uh, records like video? Continually. Would, yeah, continually. There you go. Right. They all do that, right? Okay. Yeah. So George, excellent question. What does the expensive one do that the crappy one doesn't do, right? Right. When you look at the top tier, which I always start at the top tier go, can I afford that? <laughs> and if I can't, then I start figuring out what are the things it does <laughs> that I can get rid of. So many of them have a secondary camera that you can wire up. So it's also getting forward and backwards. So that's a big plus. Higher resolution oh, camera okay. and bit rate is a, a mm -hmm. frame rate mm -hmm. is a big deal because, right. you know, you can record at such a resolution that yes, I can see what's happening, but with a good camera, you can actually read a moving fast things in the distance. Like you could actually see the license plate on a vehicle that's, you know, five car links ahead versus just a blurry thing. Sure. There is how much storage it has. There's how much battery capacity it has. It has the ability to help you with lane departure notices, like you're getting in and out of the lane. It can detect stuff. It has like okay. uh, motion right. detection on your vehicle. Like if there's a slight jarring motion or you're in an accident, it locks the footage so it doesn't accidentally get deleted. There's a lot of cool tech in these cameras now. It's not just a GoPro stuck to your windshield. All right. So as you can see, it's very overwhelming. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of stunned just listening to the explanation. Have you fallen onto like any decisions about what you want, what you don't want? I absolutely have not. There's just so much. Oh, well, I'm glad you talked about this today then. Thank you so much, Are John. you just listening to find out what the answer is so you can go buy the one I decided on? Quit it. Well, well yeah, yeah, but like six years later, I'm not buying it now. I'm the late adopter. My hope is that one of our many generous fourth listeners has dabbled in the world of dash cams because I don't believe there's any truer uh, review of uh, someone who's actually used it. I mean, I've looked at a lot of reviews, but these are people that take it out of the box, slap it on the dash, tell you their impressions. But long term, how does it behave? Yeah, right. This is a question I always had about these dash cams. So say you, you, you buy one, which I know you will eventually. Yep. They say there's an accident, yep. right? Say for some reason you really don't want that video be going out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hypothetically. Yep. It's your camera. Just delete it. That's but right. Can the police make you give it up? Uh, Well, I don't think so. That's your private property. Yeah, I'm guessing. No. It's not part of public record. Okay. That's, that's a good question. I mean, well, it's it's like the Fifth Amendment, right? It's like I don't have to testify against myself. I'm not required to provide oh, evidence right. against point. me that might incriminate me. And it's not in the same classification as like a police it's not. dash cam or a body camera because those are all public domain. Right. Those are things That's that right. the public pays for. This is mine. This is right. something this you is, bought This is me filming 
cleaning oh, my tomfoolery causing an accident. So I opt not to provide that. I think was probably fair. So do any of these offer like cloud storage of the video? Like do they make not that I found so like far? That? I've certainly have found ones that have phone apps that you can connect to your phone and download it to your phone, which you could then put in the cloud. Right. But they all seem to have internal memory right. that's on a loop. Like it maybe has an SD card that will store six hours or something. And then once you get to the end of six hours, it starts recording over the oldest oh, stuff okay. unless you say save this particular clip. Are they most of them powered by the car's battery or engine? So they only come on Absolutely when you turn so. the car on? Yeah, they do thing? have some that you can wire finding? straight into the yeah. fuse box and so that they might could come on if somebody you know tampers with your car. Oh, but most of them just Those come on and automatically on start it, recording huh? when you turn the car on. As you can see from your questions, wow. okay. there's Got so it. much okay. to know and learn about it. It's something I have no exposure to. Yeah, you're not kidding. So many questions that come up and I'm like, what about this? What about this? If you, listener, have ever touched a dash cam, please help me spend my hard-earned money on a new toy. Uh <laughs> Which will then require that me and Which George in turn, spend our hard-earned money. Years from I'm, now, George can I'm, have one as well. I'm getting tired of this. Yeah. If you happen to work for one of these companies that sells them and you convince John to buy one, you probably get three sales out of it. Probably. Or you could just send us one and then we'll wax poetically about it on a podcast. Amen. Or YouTube channel even, and website. even better. Even better. That's even better than the $40 one. <laughs> This is the lawnmower that broke all the rules. The Flymo. The Flymo floats on a cushion of air. It's lightweight with handling characteristics like no other mower. Flymo trims in tight spots and corners with ease. Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with. And we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. Because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks. Or a lot. And talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robot. What if Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was in fact a Velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabid wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a Smoking a Bandit style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Gen X Grown Up segment of games. That was classy. Wow. Wow. Was that any better this time? That was classy. I had like a flashback to like 80s commercials, like, you know, just crazy Eddies. Our prices are insane. That, that, was, that, that brought me down memory lane. Thank you. Well, let's do this one from now on. I'll just embellish it a little bit here and there, but we'll do that one That's from now on. Outstanding. Yeah, well done. That, that I love that game. Some intro. roads there. Good. I like that good. one. I don't have to do it again right now because I don't think I can. No problem. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Who's playing games? Because I'm not. I'm just talking about them. <laughs> oh, I am. Okay, Mo, you're playing a game? What are you playing? Oh, yeah. You guys know I'm a big, big fan of the Fallout series. I played every single one right. of those. Yeah, yeah. And yep. so the latest one to come out is the Fallout 76. Oh, did that release finally? Oh, yeah. It released last week. Okay. And I was like on the fence about whether I was going to buy it. And then I wound up buying it the day it launched. But of course, <laughs> <you did>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know Early why I even adopter. put myself through it because I knew I was going to buy it. <laughs> 
And so the big controversy with this game is that every other Fallout game, what made them amazing was that they were just amazing single player experience. They had tons of NPCs and stories and all this stuff. And the new Fallout 76 is only multiplayer. Oh. Oh. So they took away the thing they were good at. Yes. And replaced it with something that everybody else does. That doesn't sound very promising. Exactly. And let me tell you, man, the internet was just, everybody was just bashing it before it even came out. And, you know, they did a whole bunch of betas and everything. I got it. I started playing it. So far, I haven't quite gotten used to the interaction because now whenever you see another person, it's a real person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can't just say anything you want like you could before. (laughs) It's not just like a random NPC. And they do have a bunch of stories because it's all like basically you're the first vault to open right after the war is over. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so it's 2076 or 2176 or whatever it is. That's where the number comes from. Hence the 76, I guess. And it's vault 76 on top of all that. So you're like the first people to go out into this world after a huge nuclear war. You're trying basically going on these different quests and stuff to like find like, oh, I'm going to find, you know, I have to find where the overseer went. So you're following her kind of breadcrumb trail. This sounds more like a big MMO than it does Fallout. It kind of is. Um, But it doesn't make any sense, though, because an MMO, one of the parts about an MMO that makes it workable as far as a storyline, you know, losing yourself in it is that people can come from multiple places. But you're saying you're the first shelter to open up so everybody that's playing in the game was already living together in that one shelter yeah they were exactly that that's the way it's, it's Which, here how does that work you're supposed to already know them is it that big of a shelter or? no but that was the idea though that you're all from the same shelter it sounds like a broken premise okay <laughs> well let me tell yeah, you that's what I was how thinking. they had a multiplayer though is actually it's kind of interesting but the thing i was most concerned about is like some idiot going out there saying i'm gonna kill every new person i see because it's all pvp there is no okay. option to get out of it but how they do it is that if somebody attacks you and you don't attack them back they do like hardly any damage <laughs> okay so what you could easily just run away but if you attack back then it goes to full damage so there's no benefit to just going on a, a rampage <laughs> right because people could just run away if you're just you know like ah, screw you and just run and you really can't wow. kill them which i actually kind of like it because it doesn't force you to have to fight everybody you see and there's a bunch of people who kind of take it upon themselves to actually almost act like NPCs in the game. <laughs> they're living vicariously no, as, as weird, being but, no one. They're just yeah, wandering like they're, around. They're, they, they created this character and like, and they're usually all very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll come up there and you and they have like, of course, these are people who like paid extra money to get all the extra skins and all that stuff. And they're out there and they're like, hey, you know, let's trade. And they'll trade and give you some like, and, and show you like what the best weapons are and give you some, and probably give you uh, some weird things that people will do in a give close community on the internet. Nice. Amazing. Decide to yeah. be non-player characters. <laughs> Especially because they are they don't know what to play this game because it's nothing like what they've played in the no, it past. No, it's so totally different. And they, they're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And so there's certain things like they had to get rid of because it's now multiplayer. Like you used to have, the, you know, the pit boy, which is the thing on your wrist. Yeah. When you're fighting something, you could actually kind of stop time and figure out what you want well, to yeah, do. You can't do that now because it's real time. Yeah. It's all real time. So there's, that option is gone. So this, there's a lot of things that are very different. So... I played about five hours and it's still too early for me to really say if I like it or not. I mean, it's interesting so far, (laughs) I would say. You know, I I think if after five hours I'm not having fun, I'm probably moving on, frankly. Yeah. I mean, they do have a lot of stories in it that you could do and you can't. And there's a whole bunch of people like, you know, how to play this game by yourself and blah, blah, blah. And how they kind of bring people together is that they'll have like, uh, they call them like events or something like that. Like they have these radios that you have and 
they say, hey, there's a, there's a horde of blah, blah, blah is attacking this area. And you have a certain amount of time to get there. And you work Everybody together as a team to defend yeah. it. All right. I know you have a legacy with Fallout. I feel like you're playing Fallout Apologist for us here. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, you know, next time we talk, I'll put some more hours in. I'll have a definitive opinion. But maybe after 20 hours, you'll decide you like it. <laughs> or not. And so what did you pay on day one for Fallout 76? Oh, day one? Oh, gee, that's embarrassing. Well, I found I did find it on sale, but even on sale, it was still $53. Yeah. Oh. That's steep. That's tough. But let me tell you, every Ooh. other Fallout, I mean, I played each of the other ones probably hundreds of hours, so. Well, he's probably going to get his Corys, though, because he said five hours and he's still not sure. That's going to take 10 <laughs> times that to decide. <laughs> to find out well, if it hey, sucks. if that happens, then, you know, I, I, I got my Corys out of it then. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I've got one for you that won't cost you any dollars. Are you interested? Sure. It's always a gamble with you. Like you can say something that's so <laughs> leading and innocent. I've got something that's completely free. Are you interested? Well, maybe. Okay, here's some arsenic. <laughs> well, and I'm like, what the? In, in my defense, I've or never poisoned like, you. He's like, oh, here's totally free. But if you really want to have fun, <laughs> you'll buy this, 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 and this. Go with it. So I have a game that's completely free. It's on mobile and it's on Steam. Now, all three of us enjoy escape rooms. Yes. Yeah. I have seen escape no. rooms tried in a video game. No. And they're garbage. I have and too. they're garbage. They're really poor. D- granted. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm a sucker. I'll try them. I'll say, let's take a look. This is trash. And I delete it. But I finally stumbled across something because it popped up in an article of like, you know, top games to try out, you know, on your Android. I'm like, okay. So I stumbled across a downloaded Cube Escape colon Paradox. Cubescape Paradox is the name wait, of this game. Wait, 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 wait. It's a paradox in your colon? What's going on? <laughs> just, no, no. The, the, the punctuation. Whoa, where'd you get colon? The punctuation <laughs> colon. Like, How the hell did you leave there, dude? <laughs> why is there a cube in your colon? I don't know. Just the way he said it. I don't, I don't know what to do when John starts talking about free stuff. And, I know. Are you interested? And it's like, and then there's more. And So like, you don't uh. have to be suspicious. It's just a free game called Cubescape colon Paradox. Okay. <laughs> it, it's actually the escape room... I would argue kind of done right. I have been enjoying playing it casually. I've not been binging it and, you know, digging through it, you know, ravenously. Uh, It has a hint system that I'm completely ignoring because I don't want to give it away. It's a little bit puzzly, like you have a a device you have to mess with. There was a series of games called The Room. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not not as high production quality as those, but there are bits of this that remind me of that series, The Room, with some small puzzle boxes. But you're in a physical room and you'll see, well, here's a parrot. And you open the parrot's cage and then then you have to figure out, oh, this feather is over there. So it's related to the parrot. Uh, And it's not like a 3D environment. It's just you click right and you rotate right. It's a very simple interface, but the puzzle is all about escaping the room. And it's not just escaping the room. The good thing is they've written a story. Something is happening. It's slightly creepy. Oh, okay, okay. Keeps you engaged. It does. There's something going on. You're you're investigating some history of something that happened, you know, someone who died. So there's not only just how do I unlock this box? There's, oh, in the box is a clue to the story. Oh, okay. It is completely free. I am afraid to say the second part because it's almost like you set me up for this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there is a the chapter money. two that does cost money. Uh, of course. I've not touched it. It's only three bucks. I've not gotten far enough in the first one, the free one, to even go to chapter two. So there's plenty of fun to be had in the first one. All right. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, you could test it if you love it. it it's almost like if it's quality, if it's good enough. Buy the, the next one. The reality is I've already spent three hours playing the first one. So, so when it comes time to buy chapter yeah. two, yeah, I've gotten my value out of it really at this point. 
So I understand fully if you avoid escape room games, you know, on the app or uh, even on Steam, which I have. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. This one might be oh, worth you gosh. looking at because there's more to it. They decided, yeah, we agree that's garbage. Let's put a story and a mystery along with it. And there's some really cool mechanisms. There's a cassette player and you, oh, no, there's no cassette. Find the cassette and it plays out clues. There's audible clues and video clues sometimes. Okay. Cubescape Paradox, I recommend you check it out. It's well worth the Corey's because it's free. So you're going to get your money back <laughs> right away. One minute, you made your money back. Yeah. Done. Sold. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sometimes a bargain price new car isn't such a bargain, especially when it's stripped. But not at your Ford dealer. He's got seven different models sticker priced under $77.77. Equipped, not stripped. Hey, Gen Xers. My name is Chris. I'm John. I'm Justin. And we are Another Man's Nostalgia Podcast. Every week, we revisit one movie, TV show, or game from the 90s or 2000s that one of us loved and the others didn't really care for to find out if it's actually good or if nostalgia has clouded our judgment. You can find us wherever you listen to Gen X Grown Up. If you want to live your childhood, don't worry, we will. This week, we watched a uh, baseball trilogy, which turned out pretty good, I thought. Yeah, we did League of Their Own. We did uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. I was not happy with those results. If you want to hear some controversial thoughts on Sandlot, you all should check it out. <laughs> some very controversial thought. Anyway, guys, so we'll see you there every Tuesday. Thank you uh, for checking us out. Peace. This is the part near the end of our show where before we exit, we like to talk about what are the things in movies, games, tech, toys, whatever that we're looking forward oh, God. to. So, Mo, you first. What are you looking forward to before we get together again? Oh, oh what? This, this is like painful. Um, okay. What are you looking forward <laughs> are you to? Are passing this? a because gallstone or something? Damn. It, almost. It almost feels like a kidney stone is passing I hope you're here. not looking forward to that. But <laughs> No, I'm not. But the thing is, I'm, no, I'm afraid to say it because when I say it out loud, then oh, it's just going to be just the end of it. But I'm looking forward because we are the common folk down here. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to seeing Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, as you well poor, you should. Sorry, sucker, you. I am still looking oh. forward to it, even because we're not part of the privileged few that <sighs> can see it early. You know, we're just part of that, you know, the standard common surf folk, you know, out there who 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, launch days, glowing review yeah, on Gen X know. Grown Up. But tell me what about but it, it are you looking forward to? Mo? <laughs> so I all, love all, that. All kidding aside, though, I am totally looking forward to it, though. And some of it's because of John's review, because, again, I was, you know, I was hoping it wouldn't be bad. And so it's not like it is at all. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it when it comes out there. I said it. That was so funny. John's like 92% on Rotten Tomato and a glowing review on Gen X Grown Up. Like, those are the two <laughs> mediums that everybody <laughs> they are. To. Well, that's that's it. comes that's to the two you check. Without a doubt. Yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> right. So that's me. So how about you, John? Other than Wreck-It Ralph, what else are you looking forward to? Well, he can't look forward to it. He's already seen it. Hey, John, he's, like, look, he's looking forward to the second time he watches it. Are you kidding me? I am me? looking forward to that. Well, but yeah, I am looking probably. forward to something else in addition to that, we'll say. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to um, a series of video games that is essentially an explosion playground. Okay. Just Cause 4 oh, yeah. will be releasing. Ooh. I can't yep, wait for that I think one it's either. like a second or third of December. It's more just chaos simulation, flying around a <laughs> on your wingsuit, uh, a glorious island environment, killing guys and blowing stuff up and hijacking jets and just that franchise. It's just good family fun. Yeah, it is. It's the best kind it of really family is. fun. <laughs> that franchise has evolved into so much 
just love playing around in the world. I think, Mo, you talked about playing the third yeah. one. You went back, I'm on my way for a mission. And you're like, oh, what's this over here in my periphery? And you spend 30 minutes running around blowing up random things and you can. finding generals. And it's just such a rich world, but it's simple enough that it's not complex. There's no like, we'll find the chalice and take it to here. No, it's blow up this shit. Accomplish. That's what you have to do. And it's yeah. sometimes you just want to play a game where you just blow stuff up. And this does it such a cartoony, fun fashion. I can't wait to see what the fourth one does. And it is so tongue in cheek. Yeah, too. it doesn't take itself seriously, right? It's not like super gangstery. And he's full of one liners and little quips. And yeah, so just cause four cannot wait. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> George, how about you? What are you looking forward to? The first thing I'm looking forward to is boycotting <laughs> Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Don't do it. Breaks the internet. I'm not gonna go see it. Cut I'm off your nose to spite your face. You're gonna see Instead, it. You're gonna see it. I'm gonna go see something else that releases at the same time. Oh, that doom the failure. Believe it or not. There's another movie going that's going to be released. But what is it? Brave, brave person. I don't know that it is. Lay it on me. It's Creed 2. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's right. a good I one. I might see that between viewings of, of Ralph. That's true. <laughs> between viewings of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> well, the first Creed was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was. It was very good. I really like that. Uh, the actor who plays Creed's son in that movie, is he was also in Black Panther, if yep. you guys remember. Mm -hmm, of course. I like this because this series was something I grew up with. This was one of those first sports franchise style movies in series that started in 76 that was like the underdog has a real shot and I loved the original Rocky how he didn't actually win but it was like a moral victory it was the first time I remember seeing that as a young child and I've always enjoyed I'm kind of one of the rare ones I've pretty much liked every Rocky movie eh, I mean they had a lull there in the middle I know you know what? I'll say I never disliked a Rocky movie there are some I don't like much <laughs> But they're none that I, I hate. I know Rocky Five is kind of like the touchstone that everybody's like, ugh, that's creepy. And, it, it, it was still I, fun. I enjoyed it. I liked Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was some good. people didn't like it, but I really liked Rocky yep. Balboa. And the first Creed, I really liked that oh, one yeah. as well. This one, I think, is going to be really good from what I've looked at in the previews a little bit and the trailers. So I'm looking forward to watching that one. I've actually already bought a ticket just for me because the rest of the family wants to go see Wreck-It Ralph 2, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's good. Well, you know, Creed has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. To Ralph Breaks the Internet's 92%. Really? Okay. So, you know, it's it's okay. Uh, so 92, uh, but it's all right. Well, there haven't been enough of me going out to watch Creed 2 yet because of all the sheep going to watch Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> 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 well, we get together. George, you tell us what you thought about Creed. Mo will tell us what he thought about Wreck-It Ralph, and we'll have a fight. Who, who found okay. a better movie in the theater? <laughs> oh. I know who's going to win that And one. I'll be playing Just Cause 4. <laughs> Dear Atari Anonymous, ever since my husband Luno returned from Earth with asteroids to new Atari home video games, he and the rest of the family do nothing but play asteroids. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. 
That is going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Of course, we will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of the show. But next week, as always, the off weeks are our backtrack. George, tell our fourth listener what the backtrack is about next week. Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm just guessing. Because everything is about that stupid movie. You're going to eat your words. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about novelty records. So funky favorites, dumb ditties, all that kind of stuff. Love them. Yeah, been wanting to talk about those for a while. So that's going to be on our next show. Don't forget to tune in for that one. I am John. George, thank you as always for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, sure appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. Thanks. And you, fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all for being here. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you later, guys. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Uh, Utah Film Nerd says, It's refreshing to find such a well-produced pod. I love these dudes. They are hilarious. Who's he listening to? (laughs) What is... Ding. What is that in the background? What is... It's over. Okay. Are we sure? Because yeah. it seems very determined. It is. Okay. It's trying and trying and trying. It just did it again. <laughs> Do you have a speaker on it or something that you can like that cut actually, the that's, wire? That's really loud. That's out in my living room. So <laughs> it's out in your living room. Yeah. Jesus, he's got it on an amp. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> just, he wants his neighbors to know the Bluetooth got connected too. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to start reading this review again. (laughs) Didn't take us long to get to an Easter egg. Yay. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Get that out of the way so we can have 10 more. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.